We are officially here. It is Super Bowl 57, and we are on to our third annual Super Bowl special and second collaboration with our favorite podcast besides ourselves, Down to the Wire. Brian, how are you doing today, dude? Everyone, welcome in to this Down to the Wire Fumble Rooski special. Uh, I'm really glad to have you guys on for this today. It is a blast having you guys with us today. Joined alongside me is my is a fellow uh, fellow WJMFer. He is the voice of the Bryant University Bulldogs, Zeke Kranzdorf. Welcome in. Yeah, I'm I'm glad to be here. Glad to talk some football. Sure. I love football. Favorite sport uh, on planet Earth. Could talk about it all day long, but you know yeah. we gotta. A bunch of other people to talk about it as well. Absolutely. You know, going around the round table, obviously, Adam, thank you for having me back. We got big Justin Tucker in the bottom corner, and then we got the man, the main man himself, CJ Medeiros. Obviously, it's going to be a great show. Um, this is actually going to be part of a little special that I'm doing. I recorded an NBA segment earlier today outside with Chris Dring. So stay tuned for that. And uh, let's get on with the let's get on with the show. All right. Well, we are going to kick off our Super Bowl coverage. It's going to be a very fun episode. So it's very bittersweet. We are on to our last NFL game until at least meaningful one. Sure. Until September. Yeah. Quite a while off, but we are going to ensure that this last episode of football coverage is going to go out with a bang. So starting off, Brian, I believe you have some Super Bowl 57 prop bets. Yes, I do. Adam, uh, this is something I like to do every year. While I'm not a betting man myself, I got to I gotta admit, these prop bets are pretty funny to, you know, watch and, you know, see. So my first prop bet that I have for you is a classic one. It is the Gatorade color. Now, there have been various, you know, colorations over the years. Blue is typically been a favorite. But this year we got orange. We got yellow and green. Clear or water, blue, red and pink, purple, or there's no Gatorade port at all. Um, Adam, I have uh, orange is plus 250, yellow and green plus 350, clear plus 500, same with blue, red and pink plus 550, purple plus 900, and then no Gatorade port is plus 1,600. For all you gambling people at home, you you understand that. So uh, I just want to know your guys' opinion. You know, if you had to put money on the line, what color – is uh, going to get poured on the winning coach at the end of all this. Adam, I'll throw it to you. If you had to take a guess. All right. So Ooh. I'm so the only thing I'm familiar with about the Gatorade and the Super Bowl is that it's that it's a very low likelihood sure. that the um, that it's the same color two years in a row. So last, what I'll ask last year was last year's blue, blue. So we can take blue out of the. I'm just going to take blue out of the conversation. Okay. Um, let's go with, mm. when the Seahawks won, it was orange. I'm just like throwing different colorations. I don't know if that was the last time it's happened, but I'm going to go green. I'm going to go green. I think the Gatorade bath is going to be, I, I know who I'm picking for, for the Super Bowl. So. I it's becoming apparent. Yeah, I got, I'm going, I'm going green here. Okay. DJ, I'll throw it to you. you uh, <clears throat> thank you, uh, Brian. You're very generous. Absolutely. So, I would like to point out that I believe I guessed blue last year in last year's Super Bowl show. Let's keep that streak alive. Orange is speaking to me. Give me orange. No rhyme or reason, but I believe in orange. 
CJ, I'll agree with you there. I'm also feeling orange for this. I just, I'm feeling it. it I could see it being poured on Andy Reid or uh, Coach Sirianni. It feels like it's, uh, like it's the destined color to have. Zeke, the man in orange. Uh, what are you going with? Your I, I, money I would, on the line. What are you taking? I, I would love to say orange. I really would. In my heart of hearts, I'm feeling lemon lime, baby. I'm feeling that yellow Gatorade. Why are you giving like a politician's answer? <laughs> I don't know. It's for the people. All right, sure thing. Uh, and then, Tuck, I'll throw it off to you. What do you got? I don't are know. You, are you going purple for your Baltimore Ravens? No, no, no not this time. Not okay. this time. I would, purple I Gatorade is the worst. Red. I'm feeling red this year because it goes with the Super Bowl color. So I was thinking red. Yeah. All right. Is that is that everyone? Yeah, we have I think so. All right. The next prop bet I have is will a player propose after the game? Now, this is something that oh. now here's now here's the thing. I there is a little caveat to this because in you know, it's something that happens after many games. You see, you know, many players propose. It's something you typically done, whether it's a college game, the NFL, it's something that you see a lot. And while some people are saying no, like maybe there won't be a proposal. I want to raise you this the game this year is being played two days before Valentine's Day. So I don't know if any of these fellas are going to have any ideas here. So, uh, Justin, you have you, I did with you. I'll start with you this time. Will we see someone uh, be getting married at this game? I want to say yes. And I want to say yes. And I'm going with Jalen Hurts if the Eagles do win. All right. <laughs> I don't right. know who to go for the Chiefs. True. Okay. Zeke, what do you got? Listen, both both these rosters, fairly young rosters. Uh, I think that that will play a factor. They probably have not already proposed, probably not already married a decent amount of these players. So I'm going to have to go with i I'm going to go with yes here. I feel like whoever wins, there's definitely some young talent that that's, a, that's a highlight moment, right? There. Sure. That's a good point. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to double off that. I'm also going to say, yes, I think that there's just going to be some love in the air. And, you know, it, when it comes down to it, if, if emotions are riding high and, you know, you're that winning player, I think I think you're going to feel like you're on top of the world and you'll do anything in that moment. So I'm going to say, yes, I think we're going to see a proposal to, uh, you know, on Sunday. That's that's my best guess. Who hasn't answered yet? Adam, I, I haven't answered yet. OK. Ooh, so I I looked up. I did a little bit of cheating. I looked it up to see oh. how many to, oh. to see to oh, see. Statner in here. Oh my god! I'm right. You, you suck. If it makes you feel any better, I didn't find anything. But I was just looking that up does. how many how many Super Bowls players have proposed at. I found nothing. Um, so I guess it's just not. I guess it's not something that people just post. Um, but I'm like. I think I think Zeke's point that there's a lot of young players between both sides is a fair one, and I think somebody it's just going to be a, the right occasion if either of these sides win that somebody says I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna propose. So I think I, I I'm gonna go with yes. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, CJ, have you said your answer? No, I have not. All right, let's hear it. So I did some thinking. We have a lot of yeses right now. So are you gonna be the one that go that strays away from the pack? Well, let's find out. All right. So I did some thinking. And, you know, there's like, like you said, there's a a lot of young players. And a lot of these young players happen to be some of the more uh, carefree ones, you know, like uh, 
you know, like a Jalen Hurts or Juju or anyone like that. Sure. So if they win, I think they do it. So uh, I'm going to have to go yes. Okay. However, okay. I feel that if the Eagles win the Super Bowl, a proposal is more likely to come from them than the Chiefs. Fair enough. Yeah, the Chiefs, they're kind of locked in. Um, but yeah, all right, guys, I got one more prop bet for you. We did a lot last year. I'm going to keep it to just my three favorite ones. Those are, you know, pretty popular ones that we have now. This one is a little bit uh, a little bit more specific, and, and it would require most likely a Chiefs victory. This one is, will head coach Andy Reid eat a cheeseburger before the end of the Super Bowl broadcast? Oh. Now, I want to say, there are two separate betting lines. One is that he'll eat it before the end of the broadcast, and then the other one is, will the words cheeseburger be brought up during his post-game interview? Now, those are two separate things. I feel like if they win, it's going to get brought up. No, I, hold I think on. There is a clarif- uh, clarifying question here. Is the bet that he is going to bring up the word cheeseburger or anyone in the media? Because that, that's a different line. The bet said, will the words burger or cheeseburger be said by Andy Reid during a post-game interview? Oh. I think he'll say it. I think I that's think. a yes. But, but – Okay, so is is that locking in your your in your team for the Super Bowl? I know we'll talk about that, that in just a second, but I keep going back and forth on it. Because listen, I'm not. I doubt uh, Coach Reed's going to get 50 pieced and then just be you know munching down on a Big Mac at the, at the 50 yard line. I don't think that's happening. So you know you, you got to believe in the Chiefs if you have them if you have if if you have them eating that burger. What do you got? I think regardless after the Super Bowl he'll eat it. I think regardless. <laughs> Okay. If he's offered. Hmm. Fair enough. All right. Let's pass it around. I mean, listen, I'm I'm a I'm a man of the uh I'm a man of food. Uh, you know, I I've packed I've packed away a couple Big Macs in my lifetime. <laughs> uh if someone offered me a Big Mac sandwich on the sideline, I, I would take off my helmet and I'd be eating it, even if I was a player. <laughs> um so I feel like if someone offers him one. Then he's gonna he's gonna uh, you know chow down on. It. I think I think yes, regardless of uh, win or loss, if he's offered a cheeseburger, he'll take that. Uh, sure. He'll take that cheeseburger. Sure. Now whether or not he'll say the words cheeseburger, I think I think he will. Uh, regardless. Now for what? anyone, I just want to say for anyone who's ever listening to this show for the first time, I'm sorry, you guys are in for a very confusing experience. Well, we're gonna get into the game in just a second, but um, to wrap it up, who who hasn't said their vote on this uh, on this particular prop bet? Haven't I? Haven't and I don't Adam, have you. I I have not. So I will say this. I this is going to depend on you know the the winner of the game. If Philly is to win the game, I don't know if I see Andy Reid eating the cheeseburger. But um, if we're going KC, if like here's the thing: in the event KC wins the game, it's happening. Mm-hmm. But oh yeah, but but that's but really, I think this bet ironically has a lot tied to who you have in this game because you're not just going to see this guy just sorrowly eating a cheeseburger on the side <laughs> and, 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 and just like, know. and just crying as like his team is like getting blown out by the Eagles. Like that's not going to happen. So this, this pick really does reflect a lot of uh, who you got in this game. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say, no, I don't know if we're going to see it because uh, I'm also feeling a uh, pretty interesting. I, I'm feeling a certain way about the team in this game. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to – listen, 
whether he it's so you so we have two different bets here. We have one whether he eats one, one whether he uh he he mentions the word. Yep. And I think uh, I I think that's an that's an important distinction. It is. Because it's a very different distinction, Adam. Thank you. <laughs> shut the shut the heck up. I about to say we're on radio. We are I know, I know. Radio, so I know. Bye, I'm bye. pretty sure you can still say the, the H word, right? Yeah. Heck, yes. You're good. Either way, I hate the, other, the FCC. Let it be I meant, known. I meant the other. I meant the other H word. But listen. <laughs> listen. All right, listen. So, yeah, whether they so you took the words out of my mouth. Whether they win is going to fringe upon whether or not he eats a cheeseburger. Yeah. Because he's he's not going he's not going to eat he won if they lose. If they lose though, dur- so he can still mention the word. Because during the post-game press conference, maybe he'll mention, yeah, we didn't win, so I won't be eating any cheeseburgers today. Something like that. Maybe uh, like a I, small I, joke. I'm going to say this. If he loses, he's not making any jokes, Zeke. No. no. Uh, it, We're not getting any juke. We're not getting any jokes. No. no, no Probably no, not. But I, I, see a better, I see a better chance of that happening, like him just mentioning the word cheeseburger during a post-game press conference ra- than to eat a cheeseburger, I would say. Sure. I don't right. think either was happening because I they have to win in order for him to eat um, a cheeseburger. I'm just giving away my Super Bowl pick. Yeah, you but, really are. All right, Adam, I'll I'll throw it over to you. What do you What do you have after these prop bets? Hey, I didn't mean? I didn't uh, vote yet. Oh, sorry, CJ. I'm sorry for the uh, impromptu. Go ahead. When I said you were very generous, I was lying. No, I'm kidding. So <laughs> let me tell you something. Do I think he eats a cheeseburger? I do not. And but as far as saying it, because remember the bet says not that he says it. No, it, it's it, that. No, it, it says that he says it. Wait, hold. I thought. I thought you said if anyone in the no, media no, 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 said no. it, he has to say the words. So I, you what got if, confused with my clarifying question. Ooh, what if he's oh, yeah. mic'd up? If he's mic'd up. Oh yeah. If he's mic'd up. What are you talking about? The uh, uh, like NF, and an NFL films thing comes out like two weeks later. People are gonna get like this massive refund. No, no, no. This is the actual Fox broadcast. We're not. We're not gonna like sneak mics onto this guy to try to get him to like slip a word. No. You can overhear just players on a, bro- on a Fox broadcast. I've seen it before. Yeah. You could read. Is reading lips a possibility? No. This is not a possibility. <laughs> Adam, Adam, are you trying to tell us something? Are you really trying to push for this uh for this particular bet? No, I'm just I'm just thinking like what I'm just thinking about the the limits to the to uh this bet. Like, you know, fair enough, fair enough. If he says it and you can read his lips and you see I'm eating a cheeseburger if we win or so or something like that. Yeah. So okay, so fair enough, fair enough. Uh I don't think he eats a cheeseburger and there is a small part of me that really believes if he loses, he'll say a reporter will ask him because you know, there's always that one stupid reporter, yeah, that's like, Hey, Andy, you gonna eat a cheeseburger? And he'll be like, No, no cheeseburgers for me. I'm Andy Reid. So, yeah, I think he does say it because a stupid okay. reporter will like coax him to say it. Okay, all right, Adam, throw it over, throw it over to you. All right. So the the one that we had was how long will the national anthem be? Ooh. Over or under two minutes. Mm. Over. I think we we were under last year, correct? Or no? Was it over? I don't, I don't remember. I, I, I it was think, it was really close last yeah, year. It was, it was like it was incredibly down close. to the because there were there were um, 
there were a bunch of yeah, people who had that, that were uh, watching the Super Bowl with me, and they were like, come on, come on, come on, come on. Ah, you Actually, know? you know what? I think it just hit the over last year. Like, yeah. it just hit it, but it was very close. Um, traditionally, it goes over. Do we know who the singer is this year? I'm Not looking either. that up right now. Chris, uh, Chris Stapleton. Oh, Ooh, that's yeah. going over. Over. Hit over. That over. Chris Stapleton, Hit over. over. If you if over. you listen to Tennessee whiskey or any song, oh. rather, yeah, over. that's what that I is. Mean, listen, Chris Stapleton, he has some songs where he sings fast, like on Arkansas, different projects like that. But as someone who listens to Chris Stapleton, he is as melodic and as drawn out as they come. And, you know, for the best, like I, he's a great artist. But this thing is going to be over if it's Chris Stapleton. 100%, 100% over. Yeah, it's be, over. That's such I, an upset if it doesn't happen. That's free if he, money. If it's on if it's under then then that will be one of the greatest upsets. As he's going to have this thing his heart out Super Bowl if it, history. If it hits that. No, if Chris Stapleton it is 100% going to be over. I am telling you guys right now that is free money. Bet that. I and I'm not a betting man. Bet that. It will hit the over. All right. So I wanted to move to our next segment of the show, which is favorite Super Bowl foods. So I just wanted to go around the table, just give your go-to, like one one thing that you just can't uh, enjoy the Super Bowl without. It could be anything. Is beer an option? Jeez. <laughs> no. Uh, no. I don't know for a I don't know if we're allowed to mention that on air, right? And yeah, you can mention. I mean, I'm 21 years of age. It's legal. Mm-hmm. Uh, C- CJ's not legal. Okay. Wow, way to out me, Adam. Yeah. Jeez. Is that Dean? I'm at Bryant University. This is more than fun. Oh. It's something that you have to talk about. But no, in reality, um, I'm a big fan of kind of like cheesy kind of stuff. I'm not not a big chips guy. Um, but you know, if, if like always like some good uh some good pizza. If you got some mozzarella sticks. Um, you know, since I've been going out to stuff more recently, I love some good old pretzel bites. Um, just any, any of those big kind of like stuff, you know, really kind of stuffed foods. I like that. I like that stuff. So like nine layer dip, something like that. Yeah. I'm I'm not really a big dip guy, but sure. All right. I'll throw it, uh, CJ, I'll throw it to you. Huh? Now, whenever I watch the world, my daddy does make like a lot of food and stuff for that, but I'm gonna keep it short. I like ribs. You know, you got that that tender, Ooh. like fall off the bone ribs, and you, know, you just get yourself a plate of those and you're laughing. I'm I'm crying tears of joy right here. Uh, you gave me an idea. You just you just started a, a tradition for me. Good. No, when you have that Super Bowl party, you better have ribs. I swear to whatever God there is. Well, you know what? At this Super Bowl party, I'm requiring everyone bring one thing. So I think I know what I'm having you bring. Actually, CJ, you make a good point. Not ribs, but I forgot to mention this. Steak tips. Oh, yeah. Adam, Adam, we will discuss that later. What? We will discuss that later. All right. Uh, Zeke. Oh, that is pick. It's a tough call to just kind of narrow it down to one because there's a couple. Well, what, what's going on, on your plate? Okay. Yeah, give, give us a few. Give us a few. We got to take, we gotta take us through your soup going oh, with some cocktail wow. dip. Yeah. yeah. We, got, uh, we got some uh, potato chips and onion dip as well. Sure. Uh, and then you got to go classic uh, chips, like tortilla chips with the three piece option salsa, queso, guacamole. Wow. I mean, I, I, have, I, I have a diverse I'll, listen. I'll, I'll give it up to you. I'm then. a man of food. I've, I've said this before already earlier on in the show. I like to eat. 
<laughs> and when I'm going to be eating at the Super Bowl, I'm doing it right. Fair enough. That's like part of the Super Bowl experience. Is the oh thing. yeah. If you're yeah, not yeah. if you're not eating at the Super Bowl, then you're not watching. Are you even watching the Super Bowl? It's mm-hmm. a it, Super Bowl parties. Are, it's a crap Thanksgiving. Like you're literally eating just like junk just, food. Yeah, it's junk food galore. Like that, and that's the beauty of it all. It's, it's the perfect. American dream, baby. Oh, it's amazing. absolutely. Maybe throwing a buffalo chicken dip. Maybe, yeah. maybe. it's amazing mm-hmm. if you have room. Maybe throwing a buffalo chicken dip. Yeah. Right, Tuck, Tuck, have I thrown it to you yet? No, not yet. Uh, which we call it. You know the usual, the chips, the dip, the salsa, the guac, the queso. There's also the pizza, but who could forget the wings? Adam knows where I'm coming from. The wings are the most important thing for me. Every time we have a Super Bowl party, we can't have it without the wings because those are the best part of it. So when I think of the Super Bowl and food, I think of the wings. All right. Listen, man, that was my pick. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm going to double down on that. Listen, if you are watching the Super Bowl and you don't have wings, that's oh, a, it's like I don't even eat wings that much, but like you have to have wings at a Super Bowl party. It, it has to be that. Like, I think it's in the Constitution, like it, yes. It's like, it's like turkey at Thanksgiving. You have to have it. Exactly. You have and to have it. Is, and you got to have like my – so a lot of people have different – some people just have them without dipping it into anything. Some people have it with ranch. Me – so I just recently started dipping my my wings in blue cheese. Mm. And ever since I tried it, when I first tried it, I can't do it without I can't do wings without blue cheese. Like that's it uh, has to be there. Sure. Uh, it just has to be there. Um and then so call me basic with the wings. Um, but I also and I also have Doritos. Nacho cheese Doritos are like my favorite chip of all time. Basic. I gotta do that. No, basic. Basic. It's it's a it is it is basic, but I I am I like what I like, and I I don't know I so I like a lot of things, and all of these all of these picks have been really good, and I would probably have all of them at this crap Thanksgiving, but that is as I as I mentioned before that is the American dream. Sure. I just I just have a bare minimum for what you need um, at your Super Bowl party: wings, Doritos. Yeah. Um, and then basic Buffalo wings or like barbecue wings. Like what flavors are we talking here? Sweet and sour, maybe like uh, Thai sweet chili, something like that. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a Buffalo guy and I'll eat anything, but like it, there at least has to be Buffalo. But as I said, if you're hosting a Super Bowl party, there are certain things you need. You can't just buy for yourself. So I usually get some barbecue, um, whatever I'll, I'll text in our, in the, Super Bowl group chat and be like, hey, what flavor wings do we like? And then we get votes. Um, yeah. So like kind of I'll go we'll, I'll go multiple. But my favorite is definitely uh, Buffalo. Like Buffalo is that's like my slam dunk favorite. Have to have to watch a game with Buffalo wings. I respect the um, pick. I respect the pick. Another one that I have that hasn't been mentioned yet. Taquitos. Oh, yeah, dude. Those are nice. So it, for those of you who don't know what taquitos are, so it's basically, it's kind of a tortilla rolled up. It, you roll up some cheese. Um, there's sometimes chicken, some sort of meat um, and spices. It's really good. It's like, it used to be my all-time favorite snack whenever I got home and absolutely my Super Bowl thing. Um, yeah, besides that, I would also say pretzel bites. Yeah. Some beer cheese. Pretzel bites slap. Oh, yeah. Those things. Oh, I, I know. Like, I know you like them. You say beer on air. Oh. Like Adam, 
it's our radio station. We're good. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I was like half joking too. I hope. Um, and I uh, hope. and of course, if you're a, if you're of age, it's it's good to it's good to have a few drinks. You know, loosen up, be at a Super Bowl party. Yeah. Speaking of Super Bowl parties, I want to mention this, Adam. Um, I know the NFL has been expanding their schedule, and you know, they're after adding a 17th game, it only seems you know like a matter of time before we do eventually get another week added to the season. I do want to say this. If the NFL were to add an extra week to the NFL season and and basically do what they're doing now to where they're pushing games, you know, back further in the schedule into the spring, what could be really interesting and take and you know, just think about this. If the Super Bowl was pushed back one further week, it it would be held during President's Day weekend and that Monday would be a national holiday and people would have that day off from work. Just think about how more chaotic Super Bowl parties could be. <laughs> so I, I I wasn't a huge fan of the NFL expanding to 17 games. I'm a I, I actually I wasn't a fan really of them expanding. You mean to 18? No, no, no. When they expanded to 17, I wasn't really too big a fan of that. I'm a huge fan of them expanding to 18 games if that is a possibility. Now, don't don't spoil this for me. And then what I don't want to see happen is they put it at the beginning of the season. That would ruin my day. But if they put it at the end of the season and push the Super Bowl back further, I did just want to say that I think Super Bowl parties could get taken to a whole nother level. I have an alternate solution for that. What's that? Instead of 17, uh, instead of 18 games, 17 games, two bye weeks, player safety. I think George Kittle actually like suggested this on a podcast appearance. It was like, okay, 17 uh, game season. That's fine. Whatever. Add an extra bye week in there. So that way you have more primetime games, like more games that everyone is watching, kind of filters Everyone's a lot healthy. of viewership in. Yeah, You get player health up, and then you also get that same benefit of Super Bowl weekend, President's Day weekend, and that Monday. Hey, man, I'll take it 100%. If, if, it, if it just means that we oh, can, yeah. any way we can push the Super Bowl back one more week, I am all for it. Seriously, I'm all for it, man. Yeah, and like as you said, like if the if the league were smart, which I I like to believe they are, uh, um, not really. No, Adam. I like to believe they Adam. are. Adam, I like to believe money grows on trees. But that doesn't make it true. Adam, I'll say this: I don't believe the league is smart, but I believe the league wants to make money, and if they are interested in doing that, then it will happen. Yeah, well, in some in some ways, those could be those can go hand in hand: being smart and <laughs> and looking for money. And it, that would make that would make money. I don't I don't need a game. I don't need an NFL game in the summertime. I just don't. I'm I'm having way too much fun. Anyways, we're on the beach. We're enjoying ourselves. It's the weather's nice. Wow, look we at Adam. He's living the life. <laughs> we don't we don't need, so we don't much fun need in the a game in the right? summer. What yeah. we need is games in the winter time when the weather is horrible and we have some some other things to look forward to. Yeah, and. To get the day off after the one obstacle that we get for Super Bowl Sunday, to be able to eliminate that, yeah, how could you not want to do that? And plus, you're, the NFL is getting more business by doing that. And people always talk. People all, all, all have always said, "Hey, the day after the Super Bowl should be a national holiday," and you'd be able to do that if you did this. You would be able to do it. And listen, the U.S. wouldn't have to. I'm not even getting it into politics. You wouldn't have to pass any bills or signing sign any laws. It would just fall into place. It would be perfect. As Home yeah. as Homelander said, it was perfect. <laughs> Down to the last minute detail. detail. Perfect. I it love I love that quote. 
Yeah. That's a, that's a beautiful quote. Um, all right. So I wanted to change gears, uh, go on to our next topic and I wanted to go around the table, uh, and touch on each person's favorite Super Bowl memories. All right, Brian, you want to kick us off? Yeah, I got a couple. Um, so it's, it's a favorite of mine is it was also a not so great moment. It was, uh, Back in, oh, let's see, 2016, 2017, the Patriots are down to the Atlanta Falcons 28 to 3. And it's, it's listen, I'm going to say it. This story seems basic at first, but let me explain to you the backstory. So along along with being a football fan, I also, I never played tackle football, but I played flag football growing up at like a local like indoor soccer field. And I did that for a couple of years. Once I aged out of it, I got a job as a ref at this at this place. And the day of Super Bowl 51 actually happened to be my first day as a referee. And that day I went in, I met with the referee at the time. I met with the guy at the time. Um, actually, Adam, you would remember him. It's Jim Mulgrew, who is an umpire for some of our sports. So I worked with Jim and I, uh, you know, like I got my whistle and I was just running around the field calling the game. Pretty low key games, like nothing really happened. But what did me in is the fact that I had like this metal whistle and I didn't realize that to just whistle a play dead, you can kind of just like whistle into the thing like softly. So instead of just like doing like a quick, like, like I was full on blowing into this whistle and unknowingly blowing my eardrums out at the same time. So at the end of the game and at the end of my workday, my ears are ringing constantly and I get back home and I'm watching the game and I'm just like, man, I really hope this goes away. And it wasn't. And the Patriots are down to the Falcons. They're getting killed. And I'm just like, all right, I have a splitting headache right now. I'm going to go upstairs to bed and I go up in my room and no. I, and I shut the lights off and I literally say to myself and, and I, I wanted to watch the game all the way through, but I was actually dying. I tell me you didn't miss. Tell me you didn't miss it. Let me tell you how, how it went. I just couldn't Adam. It, the sound was just bugging me. I, I it wasn't the fact that I didn't want to watch the game. I was just so in pain and literally I'm sitting up there in bed and I have the ESPN app open. I'm just like watching like the plays unfold kind of on that little like spreadsheet thing. And basically I, I said to myself, all right, if they score a touchdown on this drive right here, I'll go down and I'll watch the rest of the game. I'll, 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 I'll push through it. And I'll just like, you know, see them try in this game. Cause who knows if this is Brady's last game ever. Cause we didn't know at that point. And I was like, all right, they score a touchdown on this drive. They'll do it. And on that drive, it was the uh, pass to James white for that first touchdown that cut it to uh like 28, nine. So as soon as that happened, I was like, all right, I'm going to come down. I went downstairs and the rest is history. I the, was losing my mind. The missed extra point uh, by Guskowski on that touchdown was a that bit almost, of a turn off, but that almost sent me back up to my room. <laughs> like, like seriously, they got that touchdown. I, I, I was like, I was like, Oh, let's go. Like, this is cool. And then Guskowski, they just like shanks it right. I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm not going to come downstairs. Maybe I'm just going to stay upstairs. But I made the right decision. I got to witness pretty much the rest of the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. And uh, it was a great memory to have. All right. Talk. Oh. What? Oh, do you do you want me to? Get, I'll go to here. I'll go. I'll go to Zeke. Yeah, let's keep it here. and Then we'll go to you guys. All right. So uh, set the scene. It's about uh, 2015 in February. I am at my dad's apartment. We're watching the game as a collective. What game? Which, which, which Patriots year? Seahawks. Oh, and where I'm, Seahawks are down to the. Uh, I think it was about the two yard line. Yep. And I'm like, <sighs> it's over. Now, 
you know, I, I was, this was around the time where I was always like Patriots fan, hundred percent, no doubt in my mind, I was a Patriots fan. But if I like, it was like, I, if I had to choose a team out of the NFC, it was the Seattle Seahawks. I was sure. playing with the, uh, I played with them all the time on Madden on no, no, no on Madden on my 3ds. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that it's, so I, I would, I'd play with like, uh, Marshawn Lynch and I think oh, yeah. Matt Hasselbeck was, oh, was a quarterback for those ones. Great. I was like, oh, okay. So they, they were my team out of the NFC, the Seahawks. But, you know, Seahawks are driving down. They're at the two yard line. I'm like, oh, they're going to hand off to Marshawn Lynch. The Patriots are going to lose again in the Super Bowl. Again. This is horrible. Seeing that interception <laughs> at the goal line, my. My heart skipped like two beats. Zeke, I, I, think I fell I, to the floor. Zeke, I think I blacked out during that interception because I don't even remember the play itself. I just remember celebrating afterwards. Like, I don't even remember, like, Russell throwing the ball. I remember the replays. I don't remember, like, actually seeing it all unfold. I remember the curse catch. I remember getting down to the one-yard line. And then all of a sudden, I just, like, the next thing I know, I'm celebrating. I don't remember the actual play. During during the, like, entire time that ball was in the air before it landed softly into the hands of Malcolm Butler. My heart did not beat. No, it was just still like, I think I might've been legally dead at that point, <laughs> but the second, the second I saw Butler, boom, 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 right working, back. Like I was, I was on fine. the ground. I was like, <gasps> like, yeah, actually like heaving. Uh, but it was a fantastic moment. Yeah. Fantastic moment. Uh, Adam, but what about you? All right, so I I want to go last, but I okay. wanted to throw okay. I wanted to throw it to Tuck. We got a couple Patriot, we got a, a lot of Patriots fans in this room. I just wanted yeah. to, I just wanted to mix it up, give it to the Ravens fan. What say you, Tuck? Tuck, you're muted. Tuck, you're muted, bud. I know I am. I'm using profanity. Thank God. Whoa, uh, that's not very nice. Well, that's not nice, Tuck. <laughs> I have half a mind to say fifty-two or forty-six. I have half a mind to say it, but I'm not. I mean, favorite, okay. I have um, my favorite memory is Super Bowl 47, and it's not even the first three touchdowns Joe Flacco threw. We're coming out of halftime. The score is 21 6. Everything's going off right. I'm still a little nervous because I'm thinking, okay, San Francisco, if we go four and out, San Francisco gets the ball, they score. Still a close game. So I'm a little bit worried. They kick the ball off, it gets to Jacoby Jones. And, oh, my God, the rest is history. Boom, he gets through the middle. He hits nothing but pay dirt, does the Ray Lewis dance, and, oh, my God, it was so exciting. I was like 28 to 6. I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be a slaughter. This game is over. It wasn't over then. But at that moment in time, I was just so excited and exuberated to be a Ravens fan, and thank God we managed to hang on and win that game. But that, as far as memories go, that is my favorite Super Bowl memory yeah i mean that was a great game itself that was probably the first super bowl that i probably really remember being engaged in i you know i wasn't too much of a sports fan growing up but i remember watching like the giants games and stuff like that but that game was the one i was most engaged with one thing i remember specifically from that game too is uh talk is that that was randy moss's last ever game in the nfl yep yeah. i forgot he was on the 49ers that for that a, yeah he was on the yeah, 49ers, I keep forgetting too. The nfl it's crazy All right, uh, CJ. Ah, uh, 
there's a few. But even though it wasn't the most entertaining game, Super Bowl 53. Uh. Yeah. You see, here's the thing. If you were a fan of the Rams or the Pats, that game wasn't boring. It was stressful. Yeah. You know, both offenses locked in a stalemate. You know, you can't take your eyes away from the TV. I mean, at least that's how it was for me. Everyone says it was boring, but most Pats and Rams fans that I know just said it was stressful. Oh, yeah. And you knew. Whoever gets the first touchdown wins. And there were many points that, you know, made me worried. Like the ball bounces off Hogan's hands for a Corey Littleton interception. I thought Goff had like a wide open Brandon Cooks, you know, then Jason McCourty turns on the Jets. That was awesome. And then I see Michelle get a touchdown. And I was like, oh, this isn't over. I don't have a good feeling. And no, it's like we just gotta stop them. Rams march right down the field, and oh, Gilmore calls game, and then you know we we give it back to the Rams. And I remember how the announcers were talking about how Johnny Hecker—I mean, not him—who uh, was their kicker? Zerline. Zerline. Yeah, Zerline. How that was Zerline's like career year, and he hadn't missed since like week eight, and he just shanked it, and I was shocked because you and I was worried. In my head, I was preparing myself for he makes it, Rams recover the onside kick and get a touchdown. Because remember, the Miami Miracle happened that year. So And, it, it and then like, he shanked it, and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I can't remember, I still, have like, I still have, like, the film of, like, me reacting to it. And the best part is I went to an awful place for <laughs> to an awful high school okay. in, a, in a, okay. a hexcape called Smyrna, Delaware, that was – which uh, is crawling with Eagles fans, or as Obi-Wan yeah. Kenobi puts it, a wretched hive of scum and villainy. Villainy. So I roll up with my Gronk jersey. I'm like, oh, remember last year? Remember now? Well, I'm back. <laughs> Mother bleeps. Yeah. I can say that. Take that, yeah. FCC. No, I yeah, will say. That was mine. Uh, yeah. I'll say, I'll say this. I, I, Super Bowl 53 has a weird place in my, in my heart because as a Pats fan, you kind of knew – that was likely it. I mean, at the time, we didn't know Brady was going to play, what was it, like another three to four years. It wasn't really known. And even if he came back, there was just something about that game. It just, there felt, it kind of, there was like a finality to it, to where it was like, yeah. you know Brady kind of led them through the end. That was, that last game, I give a lot to Belichick for that last Super Bowl. That is a Bill Belichick Super Bowl if there ever was one. So, yeah. and it just, it just felt like, you know what? Belichick got Brady in the league. Then he took over and was like that juggernaut for like those first for like that, you know, middle run. And then at the end, Belichick gets him over the hump. And that was the narrative that I had for a while. Um, but, yeah, just a lot of other good memories. Remember being a, that was the only Super Bowl parade I went to. Um, oh, I went to that one, too. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was a great day. I ran into Adam at that one. He was coming from Gordon at the time. Which. Oh, you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah. 53. We were we were on the opposite sides of the street. And then once the once the parades once the duck boats went through the cop let me go onto the other side of the street and meet up with you and then we ran to Beatrice it was a crazy day. Oh yeah, that was that was great. Yeah. And like I went to everything for that. I went to their <laughs> I went to their cuz I I had a feeling it was one of their last. I went to their rally. I went to one to my first Patriots game ever and so far my only one was yeah. the divisional round against the Chargers where they blew them out of the water. Wow. And listen that's like just a side note for that for that Super Bowl run. It will never be looked at as one of the best no. Patriots teams ever, but it's one of the most. Can I say it? 
bad. What are you trying to say? One of the most badass Patriots teams I've ever seen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just want right. I just want to make sure that was okay to say. Yes. Adam. Um, one of the most badass Patriots t- Patriots teams out there. Listen. There's always been that narrative. Teams that lose the Super Bowl almost never go back, and they certainly don't win it. And that team had to overcome that, and they used it as a chip on their shoulder. Remember that one time where uh, Jill, where Edelman is mic'd up during the AFC Championship game? Yeah. One of the best games ever. He, uh, uh, Brady threw a, a touchdown to Philip Dorsett, and on the sideline, Edelman's yelling, to, yelling at him saying, you're, you're too old, you're too bleeping old. Yeah. It was awesome. But all right, let me tell you about my favorite Super Bowl memory. This kid gets on this kid gets on radio and doesn't know how to act. He's asking me all these questions. It's what a rookie. Yeah. Come on, Adam. Just swear like the rest of us. I'm, yeah. no. I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'll be dropping F bombs, S bombs. Adam. I'll be saying all kind all kinds of colorful language. Um, one thing one thing I like, will you say sound, he sounds like a fifth grader right now. Look looking back on it. I am very surprised that that Patriots team that put up 13 uh, points in the Super Bowl was able to beat the 2018 Chiefs. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, that was the last time Brady looked like Brady in a, in a Patriots uniform. That that next season, he didn't look like like the Tom Brady we all knew. The last time we saw you know Tom Brady balling out for the Pats was that AFC Championship game. So that that's what was really special about that game, too. That season has a special place in my heart. I would sure. I wouldn't trade it for any of the other rings or any of the ones that you could we could have had between Super Bowl 57, uh Super Bowl 42, 46, the undefeated year. I couldn't um all right, but I want to get to I want to get to my to my Super Bowl memory. Listen. So back in 2013, it's the Super Bowl 48 run for the Denver Broncos. They didn't they made the Super Bowl. They got through uh, Tom Brady lauded as arguably the best offense in NFL history, led by Peyton Manning, who threw 55 touchdown passes. They get demolished. They got crucified by that by that Seahawks team. And me, 13 year old, little 13 year old Adam, said, "Oh, and 13 year old Adam the- for the for you guys that don't know, 13 year old Adam was something else." Because <laughs> I and, and I'm not gonna lie. At the same time, twelve-year-old Brian was equally as bad. It was we were Adam. We were twerps. We, we were some weird kids. We were weird we, kids. We matured. We matured. And not, not, we didn't really mature. We just got older. We got yeah. We got yeah, older. That's and we started and we started a podcast and got some of this stuff on air. So they, were, <laughs> they were not that mature after. All, all right. So little thirteen-year-old Adam made the Super Bowl prediction right after saying, "I want the Seahawks next year." I want I want that suit seeing how bad they were and being uh the Broncos were and being the Brady zealot that I am I wanted to see Tom Brady do what Peyton Manning couldn't <laughs> and so fast forward you get through the regular season both teams both teams finish as number one seeds the Patriots they had a tough time in the divisional round but they ripped right through the AFC championship the Seahawks on the other hand they fell down big to the Packers and my the rest of my family and everyone else at the party, I was with uh, with some family friends. Everyone was happy. They're like, okay, the Packers will be an easy, an easy matchup. I wanted the Seahawks. I was the only one there who was upset. And when everyone else was was upset seeing the Seahawks come back, I was happy. I'm like, let's go. We're getting this. This is what I wanted. 
a challenge, a game for the ages. Yeah. And everyone was like, I hope you're happy, Adam. You got what you wanted. I'm like, <laughs> I did get what I wanted. This is yeah. going to be. And going into the Super Bowl. So it's on, as a famous man once said, who is a fictional character, it's not about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Looking at that Super Bowl, the Patriots fell down by 10 points. Brady threw an interception at one point. It looked like the Seahawks were starting to take control going into that fourth quarter. Then the Patriots came all the way back. It was one of Brady's best games that I've ever seen on a big stage. Yeah. It was incredible at that point. And the, it, it was all summed up in that in one play where, t- where Brady goes to Edelman and Edelman gets clocked. He gets his stuff rocked by Ch- Cam Chancellor. And instead of just falling over and watching Cam do his stupid little in his little um that stupid little celebration he got he stayed up that guy stayed up and he kept, and he moved another 15 yards now he was ultimately ruled down but to me it was the effort that counted it was we're not going to be intimidated by you we were met with your energy but we're going to match it and yeah. they came all the way back they took the lead with two, with about what 3 minutes left then that one faithful drive where the Seahawks came all the way down. Um, there was the curse catch where they, they got lucky. That was a lucky catch, lucky play where they Whoa. wound up inside the five yard line. They get to the half yard line. They didn't run it with Marshawn Lynch and he, uh, Russell Wilson throws the, throws the ball interception and the Patriots win it. Wow. That was little 14 year old Adam at this point was man. He probably aged about a year. <laughs> but took, took a couple years off your life. The greatest thing, like that was that is what got me into football, making that preseason prediction way before the season, and then seeing it come to light, seeing Brady do do his thing, and seeing that great Patriots team. That was my that's my all-time favorite Super Bowl of all time. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are some great Super Bowl memories, obviously. Uh you know, just looking back on it, you know, being a Pats fan and seeing Tom Brady, um, you know, since that's a recurring theme, go through, uh, you know, all all of these Super Bowls. Um, you know, it's it's crazy because when I started watching football and really getting into it, um, you know, I was too young to really see those first three. So I, I knew the narrative behind Brady. I knew he was a Hall of Famer. Um, but I, it, the question of the greatest of all time really wasn't a discussion up until you know, that fourth Super Bowl, it, it was, it was like, Oh, can he catch Montana? And then when he did, it was, you know, even once he had four Super Bowls, people would say, well, Montana was perfect in the big game. He was undefeated and he played incredible. And it was like, all right, some people are still going to give that edge to Joe. And once Brady got that fifth and then the sixth, and then obviously the seventh with Tampa, it's crazy that it's not even close anymore. And just to see that narrative with a player change, like just like not even amongst like not tuck, 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 tuck. Stay with me on this. I'm not even just talking from personal opinion, tuck. Like I'm not even talking about my, me, me saying like, Oh, Brady's the greatest of all time, but just the way that the culture and the narrative and the way people react to it. The fact that it's so universally just like this now, it, that's just crazy to me as to how quickly it changed. It's not universal. I, talk, I'm not saying that it's universal, but 
and and listen, I would I might disagree that on you with that. <laughs> no, 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 it's no, no, universal. No. I, I showed I showed Adam what mm-hmm. I mean by that. I showed Adam a clip of what somebody else said. My friend Sessa, I I know what you meant, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I told I told one of my professors who's the voice of the Patriots, and he saw it, and he he thought his name's John Rook, and he's the uh, and um. He's, he's the, the PA, PA voice. Oh, I, I think I think meant like it was like Bob Sosi or something. Actually, I have a picture with Bob Sosi. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we actually we actually had a uh, Bob Sosi in actually on for a class. Why didn't you tell me this? Yeah, I got to ask him a few questions. Actually, it was great. Um, <laughs> tell me next time. This guy. I I I I had Tony Maserati in. I got to ask him oh, really? a few questions. That's cool. Yeah, we yeah. They, they, Dean has a couple connections, so it's 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 pretty fun sometimes. Thank um, God it was in that class. I would have given Maserati a piece of my mind. He's so obnoxious. I, and so is Felger, too. Both of them can just rotten you-know-where together, I guess. Yeah, look, I, I don't know. It's... But yeah, that, as, that was a great that was a great Super Bowl. That's, Adam, that's as I mentioned, you know, the narrative with Brady flipped a lot after uh, after these most recent Super Bowls. I want to ask you, you know, are we getting into the point where we're going to start picking our teams now? Um, I so we have a Super Bowl edition of uh, the fan box. We're going to okay. get through them quickly. Okay, I do um, want to make a point real quick here. And it's yeah. the fact that, you know, at, with sim- the way narratives were able to be written about Tom Brady. You're going to be able to start to make a case like that with Patrick Mahomes, depending on how the Super Bowl goes. Because I will say, if Patrick Mahomes goes and wins this second Super Bowl, this puts him in unique territory. He has he, he at the, he at this point has more Super Bowl rings than Drew Brees, more than Aaron Rodgers. So it's going to be the question as where does he rank all time? So um, I, I you know he's a great talent, and it's just going to be really interesting to see how that's going to work out. So uh, we'll discuss that further in the uh, predictions. But Adam, I'll throw it back to you. All right, so we got to give our Super Bowl memories. So what did you guys think? What were your best Super Bowl memories? So welcome to the Super Bowl edition of the Fumble Rooski Fan Box, where we post a question filter every Monday, or in this case, Thursday. And you can respond with hot takes, questions, and more. And we will discuss it and give you a shout-out on our podcast. Respond to next week's Fan Box question to be featured on our show. All right, so question of the week or of our Super Bowl special, what's your favorite Super Bowl memory? So we had a lot of uh, Malcolm Butler interception votes with Ian Mulhern saying Malcolm Butler interception, Brendan 99882211. Uh, he doesn't have a last name in his bio. So that's his that's his username. Seahawks <laughs> passing instead of... <laughs> <laughs> All right, Relax. Seahawks passing instead of giving it to Marshawn and Owen Vanslack. And this one doesn't narrow it down that much. He said goal line interception, but that could also mean the James Harrison pick at the goal line. That was a pick six. Oh, um, and then the other one was Evan Ethan D who said either the Malcolm Butler pick or watching 28 to three at my uncle's. So we kind of really covered that pretty thoroughly. The, uh, the Super Bowl 49, Arguably the best the best Super Bowl of all time. Um, going on to our next set of questions, uh, of uh, responses, Ethan D., uh, Diego Huertas, and Nate Motes um, all said 28-3. to three. Um, So Super Bowl 51. So that one was, listen, that was one of the better Super Bowls of all time. I will give you that. 
just the only reason why I don't have it as as up, like being top five, let's say, is because for most of it, I mean, I was doing laundry during a lot during a big portion of it. It was it didn't really start to get interesting in, until the fourth quarter. So like, yeah, it was a great Super Bowl and the great the largest comeback in Super Bowl history. By a mile. The next the next closest is there's like several that are 10 points. So like yeah, it, it was a great Super Bowl. And I understand why people like it, but um also and CJ, you can resp- explain this one more in context. But Secret Weapon Consulting, uh run by your dad, said Ty, having someone skip school and going to the parade for the fog, confetti guns, lights, and it's etc. after the 28 to 3 game. Uh, I do want to – so, yeah. So, what my dad watching games with him is a, a really interesting experience because he has, like, lights and music and funny sound effects that he plays. That was after 28-3. to 3, But after the Super Bowl, uh, after 53, we uh, – I got to take a day out of school because we went to go see the uh, victory parade Wait, in so Boston. He, he said 28-3. to 3. Uh, he's oh, so he said confused. tie between those two. Yeah, yeah, it's a tie between like the celebration of twenty of comeback for twenty to three and going to the parade. All right, uh, Ian Mulhern also said Jermaine Curse tip catch. That is one of the great plays that has got been forgotten in Super Bowl history. Wonder one of the lucky that. one of the luckiest catches, and it's forgotten because of what happened two plays later. Yeah, but, yeah. Same thing with I the Julio see. Jones catch. Oh, yeah. Then that got upstaged by Yeah. I mean, since we're on the point of uh, amazing catches, I want to say this. Um, you know, as a Pats fan, you know, the helmet catch is definitely something that is etched in that it's one of the negative sides of that Patriots dynasty. It's like, you know what? You had the perfect season taken away because of a miraculous catch by David Tyree. I do want to say it was, it was an incredible play for Eli to get out of the pocket. But if you want to – but if you're going to tell me – what is the better play by Eli Manning? It's not the David Tyree play. It is the throw to Mario Manningham. Yeah. Listen, yeah, I'd agree. Because that, yeah. that play to Tyree, that's pure luck. And the fact that they, that O-line didn't take him down is insane. But if you want to talk about, in my opinion, it's the greatest throw of Eli Manning's career. I'll say this as a Pats fan. It is that throw to, to uh, Mario Manningham. He has never had a better throw than that. Absolute dot. I, I, I just yeah. want to say that. I just That was just something I was thinking of. Yeah, and actually speaking speaking of catches of great catches in the Super Bowl, uh, Chris Kostich said Edelman's catch, but that's biased. So uh, we're all biased with our own opinions, of course. Yeah, um, and this is this is a very uh, sub this is a very subjective topic. But Edelman's catch, you talk about more luck. That catch, I mean, it did re- it did require a lot of focus to just dive in and catch it luck. right before it hits the ground. Luck. But that was a big part of that comeback. Now, oh, I my personal belief is that they would have won anyways because their momentum was just on their side. It was they they only had ten yards to go. They had another they had another down. Momentum was on the Patriots' side. I think they win anyways. But it was still an important play. And sure. my what my point is strictly argumentative. Like it's yeah. it's just arguable. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if they would have won anyways. It was a huge part in that drive, and I think. You know, getting the challenge, getting everything to go their way, that was a big part in it too. Because, um, you know, I believe Atlanta lost the timeout because of that, and that 
mm-hmm. you know, that, that impacted them a lot in that game. And, you know, I, I really don't know if that, if that, if, you know, that's different, uh, if that goes the other way. So um, it, it, it depends, Adam. It's a big time hypothetical, but sure. Um, sure. also that timeout, I mean, the Patriots needed to stop the, to manage the clock more than the, the Falcons did because they were the ones who were down big. Um, and they, that, I mean, it's all, it's all arguable. I'm, I'm just making my argument. I just all from momentum page. It was all on their side. I just think if they, uh, even if they don't make that catch, they get it on the next, on the next down. Um, but we'll never know. It's one of the, the great what ifs. Um, Cindy Madero said, I attended the big game in 1996. So Patriots Packers. So Patriots Packers. Um, yeah, we don't. Brett Favre. Yep, Brett Favre. Desmond Howard. Uh, how about the entire Packers? Uh, Reggie White. Special teams. Reggie White was a dog. Yeah. My, my grandfather, actually, he went to the Super Bowl a couple. Uh, he went to a couple of them. One was uh, when uh, the, uh, when Washington beat Denver uh, in that blowout game. And the other one was uh, when Montana beat Asias uh, uh, in the Bengals. I forgot which one it was, but he told me that he was in the elevator one time with Reggie White and OJ Simpson. Whoa. Yeah. So, uh, quite, quite the cast of characters in that elevator. That's an interesting one. All right. Uh, Isaac Zonana um, and Eli Turner and Zachary Still, uh, Stilson all commented on Super Bowl 50. Isaac Zonana said Von Miller MVP because – Fangio is de- defensive coordinator for the Finns. Can you tell he's a Dolphins fan? <laughs> uh, Eli Turner said Von Miller's forced fumble in Super Bowl 50. What a great, unbelievable um, performance by that Broncos defense. One of the few examples left, one of the few um, occurrences of defenses, just solely defenses winning championships at this point. It's It's become a lot about balance that wins championships but that is one of the few exceptions that are left those that 2015 broncos defense um zachary stilson said dancing to the super bowl 50 halftime show oh yeah beyonce and coldplay yeah it was it, it was a decent cast decent cast of characters i, I it wasn't my favorite pretty good cast. it was good it wasn't my it wasn't my favorite it was, I don't not, know. Not the best performance, but cast, it's pretty good. Yeah, cast is good. But the performance, like how it wound up going, like, eh, yeah, it could have been it could have been executed a little better. A little mid, a little mid. All right. Um, and Mallory Kleppel said Vikings fourth, uh, excuse me, uh, Chiefs fourth quarter, 21-point comeback versus 49ers with six minutes left. So it's important to understand that. Um, so it wasn't a while it was while it wasn't a twenty-one point comeback. It was a ten-point comeback. Mm-hmm. It was still a good, it was still a good game, but yeah. What's that rustling, by the way? I don't know. It's someone moving around. It's not us. It's, it's not me. Up. Yeah, it's me, guys. Sorry. <laughs> we caught him. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm just clearing off my desk. Excuse me. <laughs> okay. Mute yourself while you do that. All right. Um, look, I wish there was, was a way to louden myself. <laughs> there you go. Wish there, there was a way go. to louden myself, off. Adam. I'm trying to get through these fan box responses. All right. Um, 
Yeah, it was a good comeback. And it was obviously Patrick Mahomes' first Super Bowl victory. And, I mean, he's going to, like, if he plays like he did in that Super Bowl, I don't know if they're winning. That's the problem. Because it's a, like, this this Eagles team is a much tougher opponent than that 49ers team was. And I don't think, if if Patrick, if Mahomes struggles at any point during this game, then they don't have a shot. They're not winning. Because yeah. this this Eagles team just has that much talent top to bottom. Um, our last response was Daniel Blasiak, who said Jalen Hurts made the game-winning touchdown and won the Super Bowl. So someone has a crystal ball and is looking into the future. Sure. They, um, they see some Philly, Philly part two coming their way. So uh, that'll be something to watch. Adam, uh, what do we have now after the Fumble Ruski fan box? All right. So the good to, stuff. To cap off our show, we have Super Bowl predictions. Final Super Bowl predictions. We're going to go around the table and give who's going to win and scores. And how, how about on top of that, let's give our Super Bowl MVPs too. All right. Brian, how about you lead us off? So, Adam, um, this has been a tough one because, to be frank, as a Pats fan, I don't like the Eagles or the Chiefs. I, I just Not even in terms of the way that the teams are made. Both fan bases just, oh. they just kill me. Like it's it's mm. horrible to see. Frankly, if if both teams could lose the Super Bowl, I'd love to see it. It's not there's no clear cut team this year where where I say like oh like if the Bengals were in it easy I'd go for Joe Burrow. If the Rams were even were back in it, I'd say you know what I'd like to it'd be cool to see Matthew Stafford or someone else get another ring. But at this point, there's not really any team that you're truly gunning for here. And both teams actually have won fairly recently, so you're gonna see someone you know potentially start a dynasty here. So I've, I've been saying this to some people around at Bryant, and it, you wouldn't believe it, but as a Pats fan, I think I want the Philadelphia Eagles to win this football game. And I'll tell you why. Because if Philly wins, they're only going to burn down the city of Philadelphia. However, if the Chiefs win, we may have another global pandemic, which I'm really hoping doesn't happen. Because <laughs> that's what's happened the last time those two teams have won. And frankly, yeah, I... Uh, you know, the city of Philadelphia, they had a good run. You know, Zeke, I don't know about you, but, you know, long-living city. Um, if the if the Eagles win, they can burn it all down. I, I don't really care. Um, like, they can celebrate, grease up those light poles, do the best you can, but um, they're not making it through a second Super Bowl. Uh, if KC wins one, um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't mind it for Patrick Mahomes. It'd be good for his legacy. I think that he's a good quarterback and deserves it. But um, on a leg- from a legitimate standpoint, though, um, I've been discounting the Eagles all year. I thought they were a paper tiger. I did not think they were legit at all. And then I saw Jalen Hurts go down, and all of a sudden, my opinions changed. I realized how important he is to that team, and the fact that he's back basically at full strength and performing. I was able to just see him gut that, um, you know, gut his way through the NFC playoffs, regardless of, ha- of him having having an easy time to get through. He still went toe-to-toe with that 49ers defense, which was better than the one that got him to that Super Bowl, and he and they demolished them. He, they demolished the Giants. They've just been a wrecking crew the entire year. I seriously got to give uh, the Philadelphia the Eagles the edge in this game because not only do they have that, they also have a killer defense as well. And if they can find a way to potentially um, not shut down Travis Kelsey, but slow him down and potentially maybe only get him one possible, get him like one touchdown reception, keep him 
um, to a smaller kind of role in that offense, I think they have a really good shot at getting the dub. All right. I'll throw it to you since uh, keep it in studio. Wait, so. Give your score. Oh, right? oh do yes. I score? score winner, winner, or, score, um, and Super Bowl MVP. Ooh, okay. So the score. I, I will say this. While, I, while I've been saying that Philly has been like running through teams, Kansas City is the number one seed in the AFC for a reason. I think they're going to put up a fight. And I had to give it a score prediction. I think it'll be somewhat high scoring. I'll say like 34 to 28. Philly that that that's that's what I'm thinking it's going to be around um you know Casey's going to give it a good fight they'll get some touchdowns on the board obviously but if you have to tell me who's going to get that final uh that final punch to win it all I mean maybe that prediction of Jalen of uh Jalen Hurts game-winning touchdown is correct who knows but uh yeah I'm gonna go Philly in this one and same and keep it like that for the uh Super Bowl MVP I got Jalen Hurts for MVP because he's been the MVP for this team all year long all right, Zeke. See, I'm a little, I'm a little conflicted here, right? Yeah. Uh, again, as a Pats fan, I don't want either team to win. Uh, I do have a little bit more like rooting interest in the Chiefs than than Brian does. Uh, in terms of college football, I'm a Missouri Tigers fan. It's a long story, uh, oh, no. but they're aggressively mid every year. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so I know a bunch of people uh, in that fan base who are also Chiefs fans. So I have a little bit more at stake if I uh, if I don't say the Chiefs, but I really think that the biggest difficulty for me actually choosing the Chiefs is I don't trust their secondary against uh, Devonte Smith and AJ Brown. I just don't. Um, you know, you have a bunch of rookies uh, who have played solid. They played okay, but you know when you have that real top end high end talent uh you've you've seen the chiefs safeties and the chiefs corners really struggle against like say the Bengals, where you know t higgins and jamar chase and, and Ty, even tyler boyd to an extent were really were really uh giving them the business so i i think that the eagles <sighs> pains me to say this i think the eagles will take it uh it's going to be high scoring i don't think they're going to win by much uh, it's definitely more of a challenge than they've faced up to this point. Um, but I, I think probably maybe 35, 31 okay. uh, is my my score prediction. And uh, MVP, got to go with Jalen Hurts here. It goes to the quarterback most of the time. I mean, yeah, it's unless unless there's some like pick six. Or like Julian Edelman in Super Bowl 53 where. Where no quarterback really stood out. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, probably. A quarterback. All right. Yeah. Talk. Jeez, this is. I agree with all of you. I'm going with the Eagles. I think the Eagles are the more dominant team. I think offensively and defensively, they're the most complete out of them. I still think that because it's Andy Reid and it's Patrick Mahomes and it, because it's the Chiefs, they're still going to put up a, a great fight. I still think it's going to be a relatively high scoring game. But I pick the Eagles to fight it out through the end because I trust that defense more so than I trust Kansas City's defense, even though Chris Jones has shown up like a beast this postseason. Good Lord. Uh, but overall, I still trust the Eagles more. I'm taking the score. Eagles 30-27, and surprisingly, I'm going defense for my MVP, Hassan Reddick. I think he's going to be hard ah. with this game. Okay. Yeah, from what we from what I can tell right now, it doesn't look like Andy Reid's gonna be having that cheeseburger. So uh 
does not look likely so far. CJ, who do you have? I've given this a lot of thought. Sure. I've sat on it for a while. And as someone who also has no rooting interest in this Super Bowl at all, I think Philly takes it. And I used to think the Chiefs, but just looking over the rosters, I, I don't trust that Chiefs secondary. I trust the Eagles' defense to stop KC more than I trust KC's defense to stop Philly. And the score. Now, everyone expects a high-scoring shootout, but that doesn't always happen in the Super Bowl because, you know, Super Bowl is like the Wild West. Basically, anything goes. And I do think it's going to be relatively high-scoring, but I think uh, I would argue that uh, Philly ekes it out, uh, we'll say uh, 31-23 thereabouts, wins by at least a score. And uh, I think... Now, I'm going to go all out. You know, go big or go home. My MVP, true MVP, A.J. Brown, I think he's going to cook that secondary and then proceed to eat them alive. I'm talking about somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 or so catches over 170 yards and two touchdowns. Now, who's uh, who's the emergency? Who has the medical emergency going on? Uh, it's not me. me. We got the That's fire. Me. It's coming from my room. They just ran past the school or fire like department. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Um, Adam, I'll throw it to you for the final uh for the final thing. Who do you got? Ah, man. I never like when it's a. I never like when it's a sweep because I like I like to hear the other side of the argument, mm. but. I can't not pick the Eagles. So it looks like we're all going to have them. But oh, and yeah. so like all you guys say, um, it's going to be high scoring. And like all you guys say, it's going to be the Eagles winning the game. Where I differ is that it's going to be relatively close. It might still be a two score game, but I think the Chiefs, uh, excuse me, I think the Eagles will have it, will have it uh, comfortably just because they're just that much better than um, that much better than the Chiefs. The Chiefs are also kind of banged up on the offensive side. They've gotten a little healthier, but Patrick Mahomes is still nursing that high ankle sprain. That just do- that doesn't just go away. He was able to he was able to work with it la- during the last game, but the but the Bengals pass rush is nothing like the Eagles where they are just they will just come uh, they will just come right at you. No, I'll say this. So, this. This Eagles team, in comparison to the one that won the Super Bowl, the one that won the Super Bowl, I mean, they were a good team. They, you know, good enough to get to the playoffs. And, you know, had Car- you had Carson Wentz at one point. He was an MVP candidate. They were a good team. But it was almost kind of like a Disney movie. Like, they were, they were underdogs, and everyone knew it. Philly is not the underdog this time. Like, they are built to win a championship. They are better than that Super Bowl team that they had back in Super Bowl 52. They can definitely take this game. But I will say this, Adam. I know that you're that you're talking about a blowout. I really not hope a, it's, not a blowout, just a, a comf, a comfortable victory. I would sure, say. sure, yeah. sure. I really hope we don't have that because we've had too many Super Bowls now where it's just completely one sided and it's boring. And by the third quarter, you don't even want to watch the thing anymore. So I really hope that we don't even have that. Regardless of who wins this game, guys, I just want it to be a good game. I want it to be something that we can enjoy and end the NFL season on a high note because. You know, look, you know, Adam, you mentioned that Bronco Seahawks Super Bowl, which was an absolute drag of a game. I just don't want one of those where, you know, it's just complete like 
completely downhill, utter embarrassment type of stuff. I want yeah. a fun game. I'm, I want it to come. I'm not predicting that at higher. all. And, uh, you know, I, I, want it to be a, I want it to be a great time. Yeah, and on, on top of that, this this postseason has – I was really excited for this postseason. I thought we were going to get some good matchups, some great yeah. games. We really haven't gotten much of that this postseason. It's kind of been a dud. It's been a dud. It, besides that one wild card game where the where the Chargers blew the, the big lead, that was fun. But still, um, still Adam, and then was, there was wasn't even a back and forth though. There wasn't even any yeah, back. Yeah, right. Forth like that. Besides that, Which, and then kind of the chief, kind of the Chiefs game as well uh, between the, them and the Bengals. That was a good one, but it was horribly officiating. It oh was, yeah, it was a train wreck to watch. Mm-hmm. We haven't gotten much. Yeah. The close like ones are the close yeah. ones have been ugly ones. So I really hope I'm wrong, but I just don't see this one being that competitive. I see sure. one team that's better than the other. I and if they're healthy, I would say that that Patrick Mahomes could overshadow some of the imperfections on this Chiefs team, but he's just not healthy. Yeah, and he's not going to be able to move around and avoid that rush. And, and Adam, I think, and Adam, I don't know if you've seen this, but there's apparently like an illness going around the Chiefs locker room right now. Oh yeah, I did see that. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So it's like I just can't, I can't take the Chiefs, and I can't, I don't think it's going to be that close either. I have the I have the Eagles winning. Let's say, let's say thirty five to twenty one. Okay, that's the score. Of, that's actually the score and, of, uh, of the game that the pack of when the Packers beat the Pats. Uh, we don't need to. We don't need to bring Ugh. that up again. We don't need to bring that up again. But uh, my I'm very I'm very indifferent on my Super Bowl MVP. I was looking between Jalen Hurts and Hassan Reddick. And I was toying with the idea of a wide receiver. Just it's very rare where that a wide receiver wins Super Bowl MVP. So I think I'm gonna lead. Has, I'm gonna lead Hassan Reddick. I um, think two defensive picks for the MVP. That's that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that 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 Eagles line is going to dominate. They're going to take advantage of an injured Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs. The Chiefs offensive line has always been okay. And this year it's kind of underperforming, but it's no match to for uh, this elite Eagles front seven that has dominated all season. They have the most sacks by far. The next closest in regular season, the Eagles have 70. The Chiefs are second with 55. Yeah. And it's the, it's the same way in pressures. Um, it's, it's just unbelievable. So I have the Eagles, and they're going to dominate on both sides of the ball. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So that's our Super Bowl prediction picks. Um, Adam, do you have anything left, or are we uh, we about to take it away? I think that's going to be it for me, unless right. you guys have anything. All right, well, I'll kind of – oh, Zeke. I got, I got, I got one more thing. Sure. Even though the Eagles are a young team, I think that if they win this Super Bowl, you're going to see a lot of pieces go. Sure. Fletcher Cox probably going to retire if, if they win. It, that's my that's my guess at least. They have they have some uh, older pieces. I don't see them, uh, you know. I see them retiring most likely. You, you like to retire on top. You, you do. Do you want me to give you? Do you want me to give you some of the some notable free agents? Oh, absolutely. Fletcher Cox, Robert Quinn, Brandon Graham, Jason Kelsey, James Bradbury, Nadamakan Sue, uh, kind of Boston Boston Scott, Miles <laughs> Miles Sanders. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And see, uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson. So yeah, they're gonna they're gonna they're lose built, a lot they're of pieces. Both win it this year, but in in the years to come, I don't I don't think it will be necessarily a dynasty 
coming up. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to. Yeah, I agree with you there. But, all right, thank you guys so much for tuning into this Super Bowl special between the Fumble Rooski podcast and Down to the Wire. We've actually been streaming this on 88.7 HD2 WJMF FM radio. Um, it's been a great time being able to do this. I will say, if you guys want to follow my podcast, Down to the Wire, you can follow that at down.tothewire. At this point, we're going to turn things over to my NBA segment with Chris Dring. That's obviously if you're watching my show, of course. So if you're watching my podcast, we'll go to Chris Dring right now. And if we are still on the Fumble Rooski podcast, um, we'll keep things here. And uh, Adam, I'll have you sign off. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning into our third annual Super Bowl Special. It's always a fun one to have it, especially with the down to the wire boys. They are all, they always put on a good show. Um, but we hope you guys also enjoyed our NFL honors recap, where we where CJ and I uh, yesterday at this point uh, we compared our preseason picks to um, what actually happened. That was fun. We got some of them right, some of them really wrong. So that was fun to do. But without without further ado, thank you for listening to us. Be sure to tune in to us live Tuesdays at 7.30 on Twitter and Facebook through Secret Weapon Consulting. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Also be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Over and out.